At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Late drama at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium as Harry Kane's goal is called offside. Chelsea advanced the knockout rounds thanks to a stunner by Kai Havertz. Man City draw again in the Champions League as Haaland is pulled off at half-time. Liverpool get back to winning ways against Ajax as they qualify for the knockout rounds. And Unai Emery returns to the Premier League as Aston Villa head coach. All that and more in today's episode. Let's not forget, my friend, we've got Premier League Pick'em and your chance to win $50,000. Play Premier League Pick'em for free and you can become the next big winner. Download the NBC Sports Predictor app today, available in the App Store or Google Play Store. First of all, my friend, let me say welcome back to the podcast. I know you had a, <laughs> a little weekend off, um, well-earned weekend, but I had Mr. Tim Howard in. I say, you know, it's great to get Tim on and you, um, you know, it's just nice sometimes to have discussions yeah. going in different directions. But uh, we're back, mate. It's midweek, mm. it's Champions League. It was quite dramatic. Um, it was quite successful, you'd have to say, for, for the English clubs in, in the competition. Let's start off at Tottenham Hotspur because they've still got work to do. A 1-1 draw against Sporting Lisbon at home. 1-0 down in the game, Robert. Seems to be the way for Spurs now a little mm. bit. Um, came back second half, got the goal. We'll feel a little unlucky that goal was ruled out for Harry Kane. We'll talk about that later in the show, but... Somebody, uh, again, as you, you're watching games, sometimes you try to keep a, a little bit on, on uh, social media, Rob, and a little bit on radio, and just try and get a sense of what Spurs fans are saying in that. And as the game was going on at, at, at 1-0, one of the Spurs, some of the Spurs fans were sort of saying, well, we can't keep expecting to not play well and, and, and win games. Hmm. And there is something about Spurs, certainly the start of games, you know, they were better setting off, but start of games where... They almost rob like give the incentive to the team. Yeah, I think I think this wasn't as bad as Reece someone's some of the games, Rob. Like, I mean, I totally agree where they're super kind of cautious and defensive. I thought they did try and get on the front foot. They did try and take the game to Sporting. Um, I just thought they weren't very good at doing it. You know, a little yeah, stodgy. Yeah. I mean, it, I, you know, a word trying to describe when you watch them play. They're, they're really rigid. They're really rigid. And it does come from the manager that wants them to be in good spots defensively. You know, we know it's going to be three at the back with with the two holding players. That's five players kind of set behind the ball pretty much when they're trying to build up. I mean, of course, they had a couple of players out. Kudusevsky and Michalis and Rob were out injured. Um, so Lucas Moura came in to make a front three. You know, Benton Cord, Hoiberg again in the centre. I, I like to see Doherty, Matt Doherty on the right-hand side. I think he's... I think he's probably the better option in terms of creating something from the right. And Perisic, that's um, disappointed me a little bit in general, Rob. I, I did think he was going to have a bigger impact coming into this team. But again, I think we sometimes forget 
a quality step up of the Premier League now, Rob, in terms yeah. of European leagues and, and players that you know are really, really great and do a great job. You know, there's it's it's a different, it's a higher level, and sometimes that doesn't kind of change over, switch over to the league. But I mean, the second half, you know, the second half was better, much more energy, much more effort. The one nil down um, from Edwards, wasn't it? The, the uh, Marcus Edwards. Edwards, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a great story there, Rob, as well, wasn't it? Because he played well in, in the game at Sporting yeah. and uh, could have scored a wonder goal. And, yeah. and, and, and because, I, again, just sort of do a little bit of research, have a look at him. He's a kid who'd come through the academy, 17 years of age. I, I, I'll quote, he was the mini Messi that yeah. uh, Pochettino called him. You know, yeah. wonderful left foot. Interesting enough, and, and this was, again, um, uh, an extract from, I think, Pochettino's book where he talked about Edwards and just said, He's got a bit of a lack of discipline and his timekeeping's not good, Rob. And, and those, you know, <laughs> Sorry, as, as, as a pro, you know, sometimes you, it, it's not just about your football ability. You've got to do those other things well. He ended up leaving the football club, I think, around 2019. Um, he was let go, went to Portugal and, and has got his career back on track. So, again, scored a beautifully crafted goal today. Um, and there is talk, Rob, about... Yeah, a possible England spot for him, which would be a, be a bit of a push, I think, at this stage. But um, certainly, it's interesting. A young man who was, you know, brought up in, a, in, in a, an academy in, in London decides to go abroad, and then he's got his career back on track. And now, mm. these supposedly English clubs looking at him a bit like the Bellinghams, a bit like Sancho's have done, gone away, and sometimes maybe out of the spotlight, Rob, in a different environment, can come again. Well, yeah, I mean, some, so I think some will, some won't. I think, you know, again, that jump from, you know, a different league into Premier League is a, is a difficult jump. I think there's a certain amount of physicality that you do need in, in the Premier League. And I'm not saying that he won't make it because of that, but I think that will be a factor going into it. Um, but no, I think did he, I think already he made one senior, a senior appearance for Tottenham, Robert. He might have played once for them. Maybe, you know, not many if he did at all. Um, but no, he looks silky, and you can just tell he's a silky player. He's got a lovely way about yeah. him. He, you know, and uh, took the goal really well. I mean, do you think I, I'm looking at Hugo Lloris there, Rob, and thinking, wow, that's that's come kind of a long way. It's gone along the ground, so you know, the, a certain amount of pace taken off the ball. I'd say, will you expect Lloris to get across there and make that save? Because I would. I'm at the stage where I'm maybe first, you know, big controversial statement. Hugo Lloris, mate, it's, it's time. If Tottenham want to, are going to be ambitious to where they want to get to, we've seen it with other teams. We saw with Liverpool when they, and, and Hugo Lloris has been a wonderful servant, mm. World Cup winner, captain of football, all that I know, and, and I'm, I'm not saying, we see too many of these, Rob, where I'm scratching my head. I'm going, hmm, I don't know how that's gone in. Oh, should that one? And, mm. and because he's been a great team, because he's been a great player, because he's been a World Cup winner, it makes yeah. it more difficult to say. But mm. Spurs need to be in the market of finding their Ramsdale, whether it's Henderson, Nick Pope's gone in at Newcastle. They go, need to go and find their goalkeeper who's going to be right for the next five to ten years, Rob. Because Hugo Lewis is making too many now of these. We saw the one against Callum Wilson at the weekend it was a poor decision that cost his team in the first goal. So I thought today that shot, when, when that shot leaves his foot, Rob, I'm not thinking, oh, that's mm. going in. Mm. I'm thinking if Edison, if Allison, if Kickford, if Ramsdale, I would think they would, would, would want to get there. 
There was one as well where he ran off his line, didn't he? Remember, he ran to the oh, corner. Yeah, ran out. Yeah, get yeah, to sprint. I mean, he makes some brilliant, brilliant saves, Rob. Um, so it's, it's a balance there, isn't it? I, I know what you mean. I don't disagree, you know, at some point. And Antonio Conte's talked about, you know, he needs a few more windows to change things. Maybe he's one of them. Maybe mid- midfielders as well. I've got to say, it was a good header from Rodrigo Bentancourt for the for the set piece. What a good what a good leap it was. And, you know, when there was, when there was talk about checking for VAR for a foul on the goalkeeper, I'm like, well, no, 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 no. There was, there, there was... He hung up there, didn't he? And he, he yeah. good. He's a good athlete, isn't he? He's a better athlete than I thought, actually. It's around the pitch a little bit better than I thought. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, second half Spurs was was good. The, yeah. You know, the stadium's rocking. The energy is there. Of course, they're one nil down to Edwards's goal, or whatever. And 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 that's what I'm pretty sure that Spurs fans want to see from the start. Now, there's got to be a reason for that. And Antonio Conte is just a little bit cautious at the start, but it, it doesn't always pan out. I mean. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of nil-nils and, and, and games often open up for Spurs where they end up winning and scoring goals. They're third place in the Premier League. It's not It's not yeah. been bad, but it was kind of like another example of like first half, second half, very, very different. It's almost like when there's a little bit of desperation, they need to, to score, then they throw more at it. There's more energy. There's maybe where the midfield players get into the box a little bit more and it was a really good header. I mean, the, the pressure at the end, Rob, and, you know, Sporting will kick themselves because... Yeah. Because of that energy and because of that um, impetus that Spurs needed to play with, they left themselves wide open a couple of times, yeah. and Sporting should have scored again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, At least come up with a decent save later yeah. on. There was one that he made a decent save. They had a couple of good chances that they didn't put away. Um, and then we get to the Harry Kane moment, mate. You know, where Spurs <laughs> do put a bit of pressure, manage to keep the ball alive, get it in the box. It comes to Royale, who heads yeah. it back across. I mean. At first, you know, the place goes crazy, great yeah. scenes, you know, players running on, fans going mad, Conte doing his yeah. stuff. I mean, those are the scenes, Rob, yeah. that make Champions League, don't they? Those are the scenes. Those are like the, the, the Pochettino at Man City and the Ajax. And, you know, those are all those scenes yeah. at Liverpool that yeah. you remember. Yeah. Again, we, we have to go to VAR and we're talking about millimetres in terms of whether he was offside from the original header from Royale, if we're taking it off the ball, is it because it's deflected off a defender and gone in. I mean, we're talking about millimetres yeah. based on where you're taking the, the measurement off the ball, off the left side, off the right side, off the middle of the ball, where are we taking... I mean, Rob, when, it, when it's so close, when it takes nearly four minutes to decide, shouldn't that just be a goal? Well, and I'm not saying it because it's Spurs, yeah. and, and and you know if it's Sporting the other way. Oh, does it? And I know people will say, well, it's either on or off. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. taken four minutes, and we don't know where that line's been drawn from. Yeah, uh, that's right, Robert. First off, I think there's a few things to say here. First off, is a semi-automatic offside system in place for the Champions League, mm-hmm. so it's a better you know, um, system of, of seeing who there's a graphic. I don't think we get to see it on the broadcast, Rob, but yeah. you've seen it. There's a little graphic. It, yeah, there these two it shows, yeah. And it looks better, right? Now, in, in this particular instance, again, there's a little bit of confusion sometimes with the rules here. Um, the header from Royal did go backwards initially. That doesn't matter. It's, it's just the ball is touched. Yeah. It, it could volley that yeah. back towards his yeah. own goal or, or whatever. It, it doesn't matter yeah. the direction of the ball. It's just when the ball is touched. And then it does deflect off a defender. And then, you know, you could sort of say, well, is, does he reset the offside? Well, it wasn't a deliberate play on the ball. Again, another little nuance that's been tweaked, actually, at the start of this season. So 
that part was right. It really was down to whether Kane was level or behind the football. And, yeah. and I think it would probably be the front side of the ball. They'll take the measurement from them. The, the lines are ugly lines again with the big yeah, chunky yeah. blue and red lines, Rob. What I would say is to, to your frustration now, I'm exactly the same. I thought the same thing when you were talking. They should give it a little bit of margin for error. And, and, and there's got to be a point when that margin for error is questioned, but it just looks a bit better. If you look at it and say, oh, I think he looks offside there. And there's like, I don't know, four inches of, four inches of right, yeah, leeway. Some kind of gap, some kind of that definitive spacing. Yeah, so when it's cored and you're like, God, that's tight. Actually, well, you can look, kind of yeah. see it. You can kind yeah, of yeah, see yeah, it is, yeah. and the VAR backs it up. Instead of this millimetre on and off, which... which I don't think we need to get forensic with it, Rob. And, and that's where maybe, I mean, everything in VR is going to get tweaked and get changed a little bit. I'd love to see that come in. So when you kind of look at it, the naked eye, that one, see, it wouldn't have been off. It's naked a great eye, point. Say. But then some people are going to say, well, what's that margin and how, you know. Yeah, well, everyone's got to agree on the football's got to come up with something like, if it's six inches, that's probably too much. You know, it, 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 it's got to look off side, Rob, in it to the naked eye. <laughs> And then it didn't feel quite so scandalously awful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this this is one of the other reasons VAR is so frustrating because of the, you said it, the takes away a moment, a great moment in sport in the game. Last kick, last blimming yeah, kick of the ball, it would have been. Yeah. I mean, Spurs fans are walking out at that ground now with a whole different, you know, it's yeah. a 1-1 draw, we've still got work to do. Could have been a great moment, you know, it, that's the bit that uh, that worries me, Rob. We're taking a bit of joy out of the game. We're taking a bit of joy from the from the fans and from the broadcasters and the pundits and the analyses and the, everybody who's watching. We're, we're taking joy from it. That's not I, what VAR should. be. I just think that that margin of error, Rob, is so important. It's so important. It maybe it's six inches, and and players will try and play on that margin, yeah. but when they go over the the six inch thing, you see it from the camera angle. It's like, oh yeah, look, he's he's you know he is offside there. You know, so um, that's something maybe that. Um, I mean, you know, let the law right now as it is and the interpretations and this technology, it's offside, you know, given okay, yeah. if we trust the lines and the, where the, I mean, it's it's just frustrating for the game, for the sport and for, for the way that we're kind of transitioning into this video technology, getting involved with our game that we love. And it's like, oh, do we really want it? Do we need it? Do, the, you know, so much um, speculation and uh, subjectivity in these decisions anyway, like just let them get on with it anyway. We don't want to open that can of worms. It's just it just spoiled a moment. But I think technically, I think we forget. Go on, sorry, mate. Finish off your point. No, just and I think I think you know if there's Spurs fans out there listening that are confused, it it was the right call with the ball, and and Kane didn't quite keep himself behind the ball as it was touched by an opponent, and that's why you know he was offside. Let's not forget, uh, Antonio Conte got himself a red card in, in, in all the yeah. shoot after that, which will probably mean he won't be on the touchline next week. And they've got a important game now in Marseille, isn't it? Because they've yeah. still got work to do in a, in a pretty tight group. Um, you know, so disappointing for Spurs, disappointing end for Spurs. Uh, Bournemouth at the weekend, Marseille uh, now next week. And obviously, Conte's talked about the importance of getting to the knockout stages the importance of what that might mean in terms of bringing a few more players into the squad continues to go down that road, Rob, that he still feels he needs more quality, more players in this squad before they're, they're ready to compete with the bigger teams. Just just one ad from me, Rob, at the end of this one. And and, and we talked about um, injuries to Richarlison and Kulusevsky. I thought 
Brian Hill, who's the first substitute off the bench, I thought he looked lively. I thought he looked threatening and, and creative. And he played looked like he played in the hole behind Kane and Hyun Son. Kind of liked it. A little bit different in their midfield and a little bit of a creative uh, presence. Now, you know, again, is he going to be physically and, and is he going to be able to consistently do it for Spurs? I don't know yet. I, I actually doubt it. But I, I just enjoyed the that type of player being in the game and for Spurs and was and was good and manoeuvred the ball and got away from players and was a nuisance to sporting. So I just thought I'd give him a little mention. And also Dyer, like, I mean, Eric Dyer, Rob, missed a couple of brilliant chances. Yeah, good chances. Yeah, the free kick that uh, was put in. Yeah. He got the touch on was, yeah. Ended so, on so, one, one, one well, Sonny was that. a little bit disappointing as well, Rob. I know there's talk about Real Madrid and I don't know if he's much in that and, and mm. where he sees his career and whatever, but I just saw a little spot been missing you know the three goals at last he's not quite been himself this year, this year. I, I, th- I think he looks frustrated he looked frustrated in this game a couple of times yeah. you know mm. you think about it Rob he he is he's being asked because of that role when there's three of them up there he's got to come back and help yeah. can you imagine like where he wants to be right near Kane in the attacking mm. final third all the time trying to create and score goals and he's got to, you know when they're on the passive spurs, which happens yeah, a lot, yeah. they get behind the ball, they don't press high, and he's got to come all the way back into a kind of a left side midfield position. It probably does great yeah. on him a little bit, you know. But yeah, and especially when you're not getting the goals, it's not so bad when you're scoring and things, you know, you're going up and down and getting your goals and getting your chances. But when the goals haven't been coming, then you start to say, like, why am I so far deep? And yeah. you ask questions of yourself and, yeah. and the team and the position. So, yeah, listen, that Spurs under Conte, it, it's still being developed in terms of system and the way they're going to play. Um, they've got to go to Marseille now and, and, and get something from that game if they uh, want to get through to the quarterfinal. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Let's move it on to the second game uh, this week. We'll, we'll go to Salzburg 1, Chelsea 2. Uh, Graham Potter continues to uh, remain unbeaten, continues, I think, to address some of the criticisms about a Graham Potter-style person going into a football club as big as Chelsea, what it would mean, what the play- how the players react. I think we're calling it Potterball for now. isn't doing too bad at the moment, my friend. It, 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 look, it looks pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I mean, it, you know what's funny, Rob, right? And I don't know whether you've sort of... Because um, we do, like you said earlier, we do kind of keep a finger on the pulse of of comments and stuff and, and different sides of the pond and stuff like that. I, I'm sort of sensing in, in part of the media, still a little bit of disappointment with Potter, like, like a little bit of, with the game against Man United the weekend, like, you know, he still hasn't got it right yet. And we still, he's still got a lot to do. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know what else he can do, Rob. I mean, he, they, they lost the first game in this competition. They're now through to the knockout stages. It's first They lost the first game versus Zagreb under uh, Thomas Tuchel. Yeah. Well, Drew, yeah, on this great one, yeah. job from there. I mean, they're getting regularly scoring goals now. I know they didn't against Man United or whatever, but, but you know, he's finding different ways. He's playing an attacking, a more attacking Chelsea than we've ever seen under Thomas Tuchel. In this game, you had Christian Pulisic at right wing back. You had Raheem Sterling left wing back. Now, we Ryan Sterling doesn't look thrilled to play there, Rob, but but 
I think the reason he's, he is there is because he, he's a goal scorer. Yeah. And, you know, you can still have Aubameyang, Havertz and others in the central attacking positions and you've got a score on the left. If you play Sterling as a central striker, one of those forwards, then you've not got a scorer so much yeah, on the left yeah. side. So I get mm-hmm. that. And, yeah. and he hasn't scored from that position, though he hasn't scored many. I think he's only got one in, a, in a, quite a while now. So that's something to watch. But, you know, you, you, you can't, you can't criticise uh, Graham Potter when he's going to try and change things. He's gone into that club, you know, in, in not ideal circumstances and, and managed to very quickly find a decent team with more attacking options, with more attacking intent, as we said every single time we talk about Chelsea, because I see it every single game. Uh, and it's another good result. Kai Havertz, Rob, just just when I'm making my notes, I'm like, I, I'm right, right, making my notes, I'm like, Kai Havertz, kind of average, like, Want want him to do more, be more involved, be more, and then he smacks a ball in, you know, the top corner, uh, and then like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that's that's, you know, it kind of changes, of course, our comments towards him, but I still think there's more from Kai Habits, and I've, you know, been saying it for a while now. Um, good work from Christian Prisic, Rob, wasn't it, to yeah, to wiggle yeah. away, keep possession. Yeah, yeah and, and listen, I think one of the things that he that he's done particularly well, Rob, is balance. Time of people in the team, and, and and I'm sure there's a few who want more politic, certainly, but there's a few who, who would say, well, you know, I'm I'm not maybe had as good a look as others, but generally, most players, Rob, in that group now have had a few good moments, yeah. have had a bit of a look, and you know, it was interesting. Kukurea came off at the weekend, you know, early 30 on minutes against United because he wanted to change the system. He plays in tonight, you know, he gets to start here. We've been having politic, gets to start, hasn't started many games. Okay, it was in a right wing-back position and Sterling another. But they're not real, authentic wing-backs in this system. They're allowed to get forward and, as you say, be an attacking threat, especially against a team like Salzburg, who are quite narrow and there was a bit of space on, on those outsides. Conor Gallagher makes his first uh, Champions League start, Rob, you know, who's, who's somebody we've been seeing, who I think still brings something a little bit different. He's dynamic with his movement, he's incisive. I like the way that he plays from midfield. And, and the Habits one's interesting because I thought Habits played reasonably well uh, in, the, in the bits I saw. I, I, I thought he, he, his link-up play was good. He's clever. He's finishing. I kind of feel like Kai Habits, we might start seeing the best versions of Kai Habits under Potter because of the way he plays, because of the system, because of there's a little bit more rotation. And I think Habits can grow into being really quite important for for this um, Chelsea team and Graham Potter. I I, I just, I kind of like the mix. When I think of the Trossards and the Grosses and those kind of people, he knew how to get the most out of them. Mm. Now, Habits mm. another level and, mm. and could be hitting eight to ten goals a season if, if we can get him right. Um, so, so I'm, yeah, I, I'm like you. I can't see many negatives about Graham Potter and what he's done at this football club. Um, these people possibly wanting him to fail or wishing him to fail or waiting for him to fail so that you say, well, it doesn't work. You can't take someone from there. I'll tell you what, Rob, he's held his, he's held his own with, with the team. And mm. his team looked pretty comfortable. They beat Milan twice. They threw the knockout stages, you know, in, in a Champions League that hadn't started well for them. Yeah, and they have this lovely game control, possession with possession. And I also thought they did a really good job of of high pressing, winning the ball back. Yeah, I thought it was a nightmare for Salzburg to try and get out. They're playing at home. They want to try and get their football going. And, and Chelsea didn't allow them to do that, you know, through, through good pressure, good positions. You know, they don't, they don't, I guess with that, with that, with that pressing, Rob, they're stopping the attacks at source. 
And then defensively, you know, Pulisic hasn't got a run back. Serling hasn't got a run back too much. And they just play basically with, with three defenders who, you know, again, and I, and I don't mind saying it every single show, Rob, Thiago Silva still is, amazes me. Still amazes me. Well, I think he's 38, I think 37, 38. He still amazes me how good he is on the ball, uh, how he reads the game. Um, the, he almost broke his... Seemingly, he, he flipped over and, and landed yeah, on his neck. And so, yeah, yeah. So I thought he was excellent as well. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there was missed chances in the first half that, you know, I think Aubameyang missed one early to make it 2-0. Um, I still don't know whether Aubameyang, Rob's going to be... This is doing a couple of looks that you would normally yeah. expect him or somebody of that calibre to put away. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think time will tell with that one, Rob. I, I don't think anything's going to happen, you know, maybe between now and the end of the season, maybe come the end of the season, well, and have a look at it. Let me chuck one at you. I mean, it's a bit of a left-field shout here, but um, I just, again, I just, I got triggered by, by talk, uh, listening to the radio. Cristiano Ronaldo, Rob's going to want a new club. Yeah. Now, Chelsea, Chelsea didn't want him, but it was Thomas Tuchel in charge. I wonder what the and the manager top. Uh, sorry, the, the owner, ownership. Yeah, I think the ownership, ownership wanted him. Yeah, the, the manager oh, didn't. I, I wonder yeah. what Graham Potter um, would feel about that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not as though Aubameyang's a big presser of the ball. He's going to work his, 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 his socks off and, and do that side of it. So I don't know whether that's a necessity. Ronaldo, Ronaldo brings brilliant finishing. The team, but also with the problems, Rob. Yeah, I know. As a, know. As a, as a, as a, as a yeah. fledgling manager at that level, going into a club like that, may you think it'd be interesting. Maybe he's got the confidence to say, you know what, in this group, yeah. I'll manage him and he'll be part of it, and he'll, he'll, you know, I'll get the best out of him. Or yeah. we might think, you know what, at this stage, it's not one that I want to bring in the dressing room in terms of confrontation or, or any of that, but. Mm. I, I sense with Graham Potter, he's confident enough in his ability, Rob. If he feels he can do it, this will help him as a team, it's not a bad shout for, for I don't know, even if it's six months for Ronaldo between now and the end of the summer, and then he, you reassess it then. Yeah, I, I, and I think um, there's there's an argument out there that Eric Ten Hag has not handled Ronaldo very well, that any conversation maybe wasn't clear about him staying at the club, expecting to play... I don't know. I mean, that, that's a whole, we should do a podcast on that, you know, the whole Ronaldo thing with Ten Hag and, and promising game time. Him wanted to go, he ends up staying, but he's not playing him. You know, there's a lot of talk out there that, that Ten Hag hasn't handled that very well. And that's part of the reason why Ronaldo's thrown his flipping toys out the pram or whatever. Um, but yeah, mate, that's a conversation for another day. Uh, but just interesting, you know, interesting. But again, back onto Chelsea. Well done. Well done, Graham Potter. That's not an easy job to go into and, and, and be successful right away. Champions League, his first time in a competition, is uh, pretty good stuff for Graham Potter and the way he's managed his football club. Okay, my friend, I think it's time to move it on to hmm. Dortmund Man City, which I don't think was a classic by any means. Um, probably with City through, Dortmund just needing a point. Tend to think that. Both sides were, were, were settled with, with, with the nil-nil draw. I got the sense it was one of those days where if City really needed to go there and, and, and get a win, it would have looked and felt and we would have seen it a little bit different, but it wasn't. Um, they were OK first off. Erling Haaland came off at half-time. Hearing he's got a bit of flu symptoms, Rob, so oh. he wasn't feeling particularly well, although he 
apparently uh, the number of touches, 13 touches in the first half, maybe meant, meant he wasn't that involved as well. But yeah, I'm hearing he has some flu-like symptoms and he maybe had a knock on his knee, so they just said that precaution. They wanted to take him off the pitch. Uh, Bernardo Silva came on for him. Cancelo as well came off at half-time, but not having a particularly great well, time. And you know. Yeah. Well, I, I, to be fair, I think there's a, there was a tactical side of it, Rob, that I saw. Um, first off, they started and rest. Yeah, Kevin De Bruyne was rested. Um, who else rested? Grealish, Edison uh, was. Uh, Stefan Ortega uh, made his Manchester City uh, debut. Yeah. So players were rested. It kind of it mm. looked like a four-four-two. Uh, Harlem with uh, um, Alvarez up front, um, and and it didn't look very good. And they didn't keep the ball very well. And it wasn't the normal City and Dortmund. Honestly, could have scored. I thought they could have scored two or three goals, and and, and Pep was not happy. And then at half time, yeah, the changes are made, and system change. And this is where Pep's super smart. And this is why, you know, his little his little blueprints of different his little flow chart of why this isn't happening. When we then we can do that, and we do that. Changes it to to three at the back. Stones goes from right back to kind of a central midfield uh, role. Rob alongside, uh, um, I think it was alongside Rodri. And that allowed Gundogan to push on. And then you go back to this three, uh, two, five. Because <laughs> he's got those, you know, the, the, the two number eights running forward. He's still got his striker, which is Alvarez. He still had Foden and, and Mares. And all of a sudden, everything's different. City in total control, you know, bossing the game and not conceding the chances. So there, there may be a bit of the illness thing in Haaland, but... And there's got to be. I mean, you, you still want him yeah. out there, wouldn't yeah. you? Um, yeah. But the system change is just something that he can do. He can just click his fingers, make a couple of changes, and it changes everything, and it worked great. So I thought that was – I mean, there wasn't a ton else interested in this game, given the situation in the group. Dortmund, yeah. with a point, of course, go through, and they, they make the knockout stages as well. Um, but that, that, that was a kind of interesting bit for me, that a system change kind of made a difference immediately, and Dortmund, like, just uh, – didn't have any ways um, to fight to get to get through. So I, I thought Julian Alvarez, Rob was very very quiet, and I think yeah, yeah. everybody's excited about what he can do and what he's done. He's stood bright, but it ended up being alongside Allen, then up front on his own, very very quiet. I mean, yeah, really didn't do a lot. Was touch on the ball wasn't as good as you might expect it to be. Um, of course, Mares misses a penalty. Yeah, he ends up getting himself. So not a great day for him. And Pep's already said that. He's going to have a little rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which <laughs> tells you everything. I mean, penalties for City, Rob. I think I, I did a little bit. 25 of 80. For a team of that quality, with so many good technical players, mm. that's a big number. And, you know, Mahrez is one of those, and listen, we've, we've all played in, in, in teams where Mahrez is one of those as a teammate. As he's running off in my head, I'm thinking. Team. You'd never let him know, but he's, he's never somebody who, look, who I feel looks over, super confident. You know, you, you get your case. He's hit a few good ones, Rob. He's hit a few good ones, isn't he? Absolutely. And, and, yeah. and, and, you know, those are the days you, 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 you're pleased you, you wouldn't say anything. But in my head, he's not somebody who I would instantly go, penalty, little bit practice. Let's get Riyad Mahrez on it. I don't know. He just, just doesn't. I've, I've, I've played with a few players, Rob, who were, who were, you know, especially strikers or people who want to take penalties. And a few of them, Used to be like you're standing on the edge of the box, always with your fingers crossed. Like, didn't really fancy them, be, you know, before they took it, and, and if they missed it, they missed it. But I don't know. I, I, I just feel 
it just seems weird to me that so many they've got so much technical ability in that team that they have. I mean, probably if Holland's on, Holland takes it. So yeah. Puts an end, end to it, but um, still so much quality around this team. And um, twenty-five penalty misses out of eighty is is a pretty big number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, just just a final mention for a player that I think we've kind of hinted at before. Uh, part of the subs job was Manuel Akanji. He came on again and uh, former Dortmund player. They bought him from Dortmund, I believe. Um, I thought I think he looks good. I think he looks really good. He came on at an impact in the game, played on that right side of that of a back three at that point. He's, he's decent. He can play right back. He? He can play right back. Yeah, right play center center back. back. Yeah. And apparently Pep's, when they played against him, it was his ability to play out from the back and yeah. come that Pep went, I like him. And he came up available for less than $20 million, I believe. And he's yeah. um, a pretty good yeah, bit of sneaky, sneaky good business, you know, can fit in a number of positions. And, um, you know, I think he's suited also to the Premier League, the physicality of the Premier League, Rob, which isn't easy yeah. for, for yeah. Yeah. defenders or forwards coming into the league. But, Mm-hmm. Uh, the job done for City, 0-0 away at Dortmund, but they they were only two. Dortmund get themselves through with that point as well. So uh, both teams, I think, pretty much happy. Not much more to say on that one, my no. friend. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Um, let's move it to the final gaming involving the English clubs. Ajax in Liverpool. There's a Liverpool team that just got beat by Forrest, so not in great fettle. Um, going to Ajax. Um, but got the job done in the end, Rob. Uh, I have to say didn't particularly start that well and, and Ajax with the noise from the stadium with the intensity on the pitch created one or two good looks it hit the post in I think first five minutes the, the shot mm. that hit Trent Alexander-Arnold that, that's blocked which probably could and should have put them ahead in the game um, Liverpool kind of hung in there I thought for, for, for a period the system was a little bit different um, with, with Mo Salah playing as a more central position uh, Nunes started more on the left, although I heard Jurgen Klopp talking after the game saying he didn't want a game isolated on that left-hand side. He wanted to get him into central areas where he could hurt. And, and in the end, Liverpool will be delighted with, with the results. Again, probably will, will want to play better in games, but it was an important win for them after you know a little bit of indifferent form over the last few weeks. Yeah, I, I didn't look at all of this I was looking at the Spurs game and there's all sorts of craziness going on in different games well the Champions League as well the last kind of few minutes I look at the offside of Spurs uh, I did see the goals and Salah takes his goal really well um, also he, from Henderson by the way lovely little yeah, outside, lovely outside the right foot, yeah. yeah and good for Harvey Elliott Rob you know chipping yeah. in because that's an important yeah. part of what so, he's got to do yeah um, so yeah and I, I think in Nunez actually Robbie he missed a, he missed a sitter they, 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 they oh. made a lovely uh, just before half time actually um, he missed an absolute save. Bobby Firmino put a lovely ball back across the six-yard box on a plate and he's with his left foot. It's one of those, you know, he's just got the wrong connection. He hits the outside of the post and the ball goes wide. And the look on Firmino's face, the camera goes Firmino's right. I couldn't believe it. And it must have been a little bit one of those where it goes in at half-time Nunez and thinks, well, oh, it's not going to be one of those nights. But what I like about him, Rob, he's got a real hunger and Effort outside when he hasn't got the ball. I'm talking from a defensive point of view. He's not hunt down defenders well enough. 
mm. and his appetite and he gets him in some good spots. He ends up getting a, a good header from a from a set piece with uh, Robertson uh, ball in and he gets he powers away from defenders, gets his header. Then you start to see his confidence. Then, again, I'll say it again. I think he's going to be a really important player for Liverpool mm. this year. I think, yeah. you know, just that energy and his goal threat and his pace off the back. And and it was funny because I was thinking about Timo Werner, who was at Chelsea over the last couple of years. And the one thing with Timo Werner, you know, things didn't go right. But sometimes I just thought, like, you know, be a bit hungry, be a bit more desperate to show us, you, you know, you want to do it in this league. Nunez has got that desperation, as well as lots of ability in scoring goals and pace. It looks like it matters to him, Robert. And I mm. think you, you always naturally feel a little bit more affinity with somebody who you can see it, it matters and it shows it matters as well. I mean, he's, he's a young player. He's still a super young player. I mean, could you imagine, Robert, being in your early 20s, going to a club like Liverpool for a massive fee, not speaking the language, and, and like the pressures that that gives you. I, I liked him. I've, I've liked him from, from what we've seen in the Champions League in, in, in his previous club. Um, He's, he's he's sharp, runs in behind. He's going to get a lot of goals, Liverpool. I, I really believe that. I like, I really like him. And I think, you know, God, nowadays, Rob, in, in English football particularly, everybody's expecting, like whether it's managers or teams, promoted teams or new signings, God, everything's expected like instantly, immediately, like yesterday. like, And sometimes, take, take, you know, it does, does take a little bit of time for certain individuals to settle in this blimmin' tough, tough league. So, no, I, I'm not. I'm not worried about him longer term. Of course, the team, uh, you know, coming together again. It's still proving difficult. I guess. I mean, we know there's a couple of injuries at the team or whatever. But yeah, yeah. but that's good, isn't it? I mean, Champions League victory yeah. is a Champions League victory, and um, you know, important players scored goals. Um, they go through as well. So yeah, yeah, not bad. Scoring well, again is important as well. You know, yeah. getting them on a run for, 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 this, for the league games as well. They're, I think they're home to Leeds at the weekend, so. That's um, you know a difficult game for them to get yeah. back on track and, and obviously close that gap before now in the World Cup break. Um, right, my friend, we, we, just a slight tact, uh, change of tact, uh, just to move away from the Champions League. Should we should we do the Unai Emery piece, yeah. or do you want to, should we go over the Champions League results first? Well, right, let's finish off Champions League, Rob. Let's just finish off the because we've got to cut the yeah. scenarios. We've kind of got them, Rob. I mean. I mean, the results, I mean, I'm sure people can go and check out, um, I guess, ones that stand out. Benfica 4, Juventus 3. Uh, you know, Juve fans are probably distraught right now. I think they're kind of like eighth or something in Serie A. We know that uh, pressures on Max Allegri. Talk about not being able to afford to sack him. Um, one of the highest paid managers oh, around. Zidane being ready to go back to the table as well. <laughs> oh, His name's been linked to the job at the last 24 hours. So... Yeah, uh, not great, not great for 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 Juventus. Yeah, Milan, uh, you know they're still in this, aren't they? AC Milan are still in it. They won four in at Zagreb. Leipzig beat uh, Real Madrid three two. Um, you know we can talk about teams, big clubs. We've just talked about Juve, Rob, that are out. There's ones other clubs we can add to that. Barcelona lost at home three 0 to Bayern Munich um, today on the Wednesday, and they're out of the competition. Um, and I said to Madrid, missed a last second penalty, kind of one of these little freakish handballs that the, the, the videos kind of spot, a little flick off a finger or whatever. And they missed that, end up being 2-2. Um, so I've kind, of, I've kind of got the groups here, Rob, and, I, and I'll try and run through. And, and maybe you know, I think I'm kind of right. Group A is done. Napoli and Liverpool go through. Two, yeah. you know, Napoli playing brilliant football right now. Yeah, brilliant. You want to keep nobody, away from that. Nobody wants, yeah, to, nobody to wants them, no. 
Then Group B is Bruges and Porto are through. Atletico Madrid are out. Kind of really, really surprising, really. You've yeah. got to say that. Bruges, I mean, fair play to Bruges. Um, group C was the group of death, and that was a proper group of death. Yeah. Barcelona out, Bayern Munich, Inter Milan go through. D, Spurs group. Like, ending up. Grabs, in it? Pretty grabs. much day six for that. Yeah. That group's going to yeah, be great. That's it, that's it. Um, group E is Chelsea through, then it's Milan or Salzburg, I believe, to get the final spot there. And group F, uh, it's Real Madrid through, and then it's Leipzig or uh, Shakhtar. I think Shakhtar must win match day six. I think they win the head-to-head. So, again, good good group to watch uh, next next week is next week is the final match day six. Um, group G was Man City and Dortmund, and H, uh, PSG and Benfica with, of course, Juve going out. So, I think that's kind of about right. That's usually, you know, the match day six, you want to watch games that matter. Yeah, absolutely. Not the dead rubbers. And it's interesting as well, Rob, because I think, you know, in England, you know, with English football, Premier League football, and now the the quality of player and coach that's there, we, we, we still sort of take for granted, like, the English clubs should get through to the knockout stages. And and they just seen these big clubs, Juventus, Barcelona. It's not a given, mate, is it? You know, and, and you know, we're three, three or four through already. Spurs got work to do, but yeah. you still think, you know, that they should give themselves a, a decent chance. And um, I just think that sometimes, again, like I say, we, we, we take for granted um, the Champions League and the challenges and, and, you know, the English football. And obviously at the moment, it's like Premier League two days, three days later, Champions League, Premier League, Champions League. And, and you know, it's, it's a lot for some squads to deal with. And maybe... Of, of the three squads, the of the four squads that are in this um, competition, Spurs are probably the weak, and it's probably why they hmm. are still, you know, fighting to get through. While Chelsea, Liverpool, and Man City um, are already through. Yeah, and if you're, and if no matter how big a club you are, Rob, you know, Barcelona and Juventus will tell you if you're not going through a good moment, as they as they say now, then you're in you're in you're in danger because the Champions League is is tons of quality from different leagues. You know they've they've all been playing well for the most part, but if you if you haven't got your stuff together, then you're going to struggle. And, and this season, you know, I, I don't know whether we've ever seen, you know, the size of clubs of these three get chucked out at this stage, have we? I mean, maybe we have, maybe we have, but that's pretty big names there. They're not going to be there in the knockout stages. One, one little mention as well, mate, um, and we have to do it because because we're the football lovers. But PSG didn't look pretty pretty awesome. <laughs> Neymar and Bob. Mbappe and, and, and little Messi and, and like you just still think, don't you? There could be one night in, in in this group with with those three that could still give them a chance. It, it could hurt a Man City, that could hurt a, a Liverpool or a Chelsea if they got them in, in the knockout stage. Well, that's right. I mean, they're amazing to watch, and and Lionel Messi. I mean, you know, I watched a I've watched a lot of him over the years following the La Liga. Um, following their games, doing their games, commentary. And, and he's the best, in, for me, that I've ever seen and I think's ever played the game, Lionel Messi. And, and he's had some moments over recent seasons where he's looked at it off it. I mean, he scores a lovely goal the outside of his left foot. I mean, he's a, he's a wonderful player. I mean, I just, I just got, you know, <laughs> it's easier to think about what PSG could do, but we know there's another side to the game, yeah. Rob. Like, yeah. There's another side of it. And those three don't really want to defend at all. And against some of the better teams in the knockout stages, I think they're probably going to fall short again. But, my goodness, you know, what, what a front three that is to watch and enjoy. So much incredible watch. talent. Usually good to watch. Yeah. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. 
From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, mate, let's just, uh, just before we wrap up, uh, let's go to a change of tact. It's a new hiring in the Premier League. Stephen Gerrard left within... Probably 48 hours or yeah. so. Unai Emery was installed. Um, appointed his head coach now. Um, back to English football. I think they're just waiting for his work permit. So he won't be available this week. Mm. He's ready to go. I think it's Manchester United. They'll play him in the league and the League Cup, I believe, for two games for Emery. Um, pleased to see him back, Rob. Um, at times, is, he, is, is his reputation been a bit in English football I, I, don't, I sometimes really didn't get the respect in English football that he should have done um, he didn't he went into Arsenal following Arsene Wenger um, with a squad that we know what's happened since Rob that squad that wasn't together that wasn't good enough that was ageing that was difficult what a difficult job position it was the language barrier you know it's kind of poor in it when, when he gets a little bit ridiculed for him trying to speak in the native tongue, yeah, by the way, yeah. coming over from Spain and trying to... So that that's... that. Well, whatever. I, I ignore that stuff. I I, um, I think it's a brilliant move. I think it's a brilliant move. It, it also, first off, from his side of things, Rob, I mean, he's doing a really good job at Villarreal. Amazing job there. And yet, you know... And I think they're, I think they're having a bit of a, a wobble a little bit in La Liga right now. Yeah, but in general, yeah. he's leaving them to come to a team that's... Right now, bottom half team, but it's the it's the it's the attraction of the Premier League and Aston Villa. From Villa's side of things, I just think it's really good. I think he's a winner. I think he's done a great job everywhere. Yep, didn't really work out at Arsenal. PSG was was hit and miss. We know the difficulties yeah, at that football yeah. club. So I think it's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to see him back because I don't think we got a real sense. Even though I remember games where I'm watching, like God, what is he doing with his team? Yeah. There's so yeah. many spaces and gaps everywhere. But he's had too much success, Rob. He's, he's been too good in, in, in certainly the Europa. Is it four Europa League he's won? Yeah, four Europa League. V1 with Villarreal, I believe, yeah. Against United. Do you know, yeah. do you know what as well, Rob? Like, like, is it a coincidence? I mean, of all the teams he's been at, Sevilla, Valencia, Villarreal, where he's done really well, is that his little sweet spot? Just underneath the big boys. And isn't Aston Villa just the same kind of size of club that kind of fits? Arsenal was one of those big ones. And PSG was, was of course, a real big one. But I think I think this is where he does his best work. He's happiest. Maybe under the radar a little bit. And over-producing at teams that you wouldn't expect them to be. Well, they don't normally compete at the higher ends of the leagues. Certainly those three teams in... Um, I think he did get close with Sevilla uh, yeah. back in the day. Back in the day. But um, no, I, I think it's great. What are you thinking? Yeah, and, and, and again, try to reach out, listen to a few radio things. I think the Aston Villa fans are, are really pleased. But yeah. I wasn't so sure yeah. how they take it. But, you know, a lot of them have said, brilliant, you know, top-class manager. He's a guy who can come in and, and get hold of this football club. You know, someone said, I, I heard one guy, and I know John just said, you know, he's our first high-caliber high top-end manager since Martin O'Neill. It's incredible that, that, that that's what I'm thinking. And listen, this guy's been in Europe if we get this. It's a club that's um, ambitious to get there. I think you just you just named it off the top of my head, getting all these things come out. He's, he's managed at Sevilla, Villa, Villarreal, and now oh. Aston Villa. So there's obviously a link to the Villas. <laughs> 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 
and that's what's going to happen to Andy Mingle's stead. But no, I, listen, personality, he brings something to the to the Premier League. He's he's tactically really smart. I saw him working once, Robert, at, um, he was at the LA Galaxy with Arsenal. They were over for their, for their summer uh, tour and we had an open training uh, session. I had a little word with him after the thing. And the, the thing that, that comes across, Rob, is his enthusiasm for football. Mm. He loves the game. He yeah. loved coaching. He loved the game. Yeah. He loved talking about tactics. And and mm. at the time, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest Arsenal team he had. But um, you know, he, he he did what he did. He had them organised. He had, he had a set way of playing. I think everybody knows their roles in the team. Certainly seen that in some of his European teams. And I think it you know something to look forward to for Villa mm. now for between mm. now and the end of the season. So. Glad they've done the business quickly. Glad he's back in the Premier League. And, um, you know, let, let's see how Villa go and, and how, the, how the results go. I mean, they've just come off a 4-0 win at the weekend, which was all a bit weird. You know, at the moment, Stevie goes out the door. So maybe there's a, there's a feel-good factor around the football club now that will help him. Mm. And it's another a winner into the Premier League, Rob. Another really, really high-level manager that's that's got back into the league. And, you know, Stephen Gerrard, I think, will come again. He'll maybe have to drop down a league. Possibly, probably, um, to kind of re-establish himself. But no, Unai Emery, yeah, I, I thought. And I, th- you know, I understand from the club that is is their number one choice. I know that a couple of others were kind of rumoured and there was talk about Pochettino and a couple of others. Um, but no, the the, the 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 club is saying it was their number one choice. They always, want, always wanted Unai Emery. And uh, yeah, they got him. Plot to pay some compensation, but they got him. Yeah, they got their man. Uh, we'll see how things go for them in the Premier League between now and that World Cup break, and then we'll see if he gets a bit of a windy to maybe change things around and do things his way. All right, mate, we're going to wrap it up there. Another dramatic week in the Champions League. Chelsea, Man City and Liverpool, they're through to knockout shade, while Spurs, they thought they'd won it late, but VAR comes again to spoil things, so they've got to do work in Marseille next week. We'll be back on Sunday, October the 30th, where we'll look back at match with four teams, which sees Leeds, Liverpool host Leeds. Arsenal take on Nottingham Forest and Manchester United face West Ham in the David Moyes derby, I think they call it now. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musty together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.